expressed by the podcasters do not reflect the views and opinions of the organization, moderator, administration, and institution. Furthermore, the views and opinions expressed by the podcasters in the Red Avenue RLR podcast are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. you're doing fine. I'm Alex. I'm Krishna and we are welcoming you to this program, PH Talks, Keeping Up with Pinas. So, PH Talks is a series of podcasts that aim to tackle the issues that concern our country nowadays. The insights and perspectives imparted in this podcast are targeted to an aim to give people a different angle regarding social issues and to guide them in their own understanding. With that, let's get started. For this episode, we are going to talk about one of today's hottest topics, the 2022 elections. As early as now, the heat of the 2022 elections, specifically the presidential election, can already be felt. The Philippine presidential and vice presidential elections of 2022 are scheduled to be held on Monday, May 9, 2022. Save the date. This will be the 17th direct presidential election in the Philippines since 1935 and the 7th sextennial presidential election since 1986. Recently, during the 35th anniversary celebration of the historic People Power Revolution, a motorcade of sports cars and motorcycles carrying messages asking Davao City Mayor Sara Duterte Carpio to run for president of the country drove past the People Power Monument along EDSA. Run Sara Run is now the official tagline of Indai Sara supporters. Tarpaulins containing this message have also scattered in some parts of the country. In addition to that, Presidential spokesperson Harry Roque joined the Indicare's volunteers in convincing Mayor Sara Duterte in running for presidency in May 2022. According to Secretary Roque, he is one with them in the goal of convincing Mayor Sara to run for presidency. He even claims that Sara Duterte is the most qualified and prepared one to run for presidency. He stated this without any valid or clear points. How can he say so, right? Despite Rodrigo Duterte denying that his daughter will run, Roque still expressed optimism that Sara Duterte will make the right decision at the right time. It seems like Roque really has that fetish for the Dutertes. As we can see, most of the people who urge Indai Sara to run are die-hard Duterte supporters, also known as TDS, who are considered political fanatics. But who can be considered as political fanatics? Well, these are the people who intensely support a political candidate or government official. 
they fail to assess the action or performance of political personalities since they are being fueled by their strong biases. In some cases, they are against the backdrop of increased nationalist violence and authoritarianism. They also fail to define the limits of toleration or representation. So basically, they degrade the quality of an open civil society. I agree with you, Alex. Political fanaticism is indeed considered a fundamental obstruction to the well-functioning democratic politics. A person is considered as a political fanatic when he or she lacks the ability to see relevant information and arguments from the other side as well as when he or she fails to see or recognize faults in their own party's methodology. This is very apparent in our current situation. A lot of Filipinos are being blinded by their distorted beliefs to the point that they fail to see the negative actions of our government, which are very detrimental to our nation. However, in some cases, they already see these faults, but they still choose to turn a blind eye. Yes! And you know what? The excessive insistence of our fellow Filipinos for a certain personality to run for elections is very alarming. Especially that they lack valid reasons for doing so. It seems like they are just doing this because they want to. Meaning to say, they are setting aside their desire to empower the nation in order to empower their political idols. Moreover, this act only puts those potential candidates or government officials in a safe place. Knowing that they have a lot of solid supporters, they will now be complacent. This may lessen their sense of responsibility and accountability once they attain their position in the government. As citizens, we must always be critical when it comes to scrutinizing our government's actions. Thus, we must always set aside our political biases. Indeed, our loyalty must be directed to our nation and not to anyone else. We must not let our minds and hearts be captivated by those prominent names. What we must look onto are the capabilities, skills, and intentions of those who want to lead. Political fanaticism has been thriving for a couple of decades now. It is evident not only during the Terta era, since each political candidate throughout the years most likely had its own political fans. Truly, this is a disease that needs to be cured for it deranges the efficiency of elections. Another issue that has been circulating the media right now, and quite frankly a hot topic for the Gen Z, out of all the Southeast Asians, Filipinos are the most disapproving of the government's response to this COVID-19 pandemic according to the ASEAN Study Center. When combined with the 35.8% of Filipino respondents who disapprove of the government's handling of the crisis, a total of 53.7% of Filipinos polled disapprove of the Duterte's administration in handling the crisis. The Duterte administration must encourage more scientists and medical doctors to contribute to the public policy discussions and heed their guidance, according to a large majority of Filipinos. Furthermore, 
the Philippines has entered a downturn as a result of COVID-19. Unemployment soared to 17.7% in the first quarter of 2020, the highest level since 2005, before falling to 10% and 8.7% in the second and third quarters, respectively. This indicates that Filipinos are not actually returning to their previous occupations, but instead leaving the workforce as disgruntled employees or students. Social distancing and lockdown procedures in the Philippines are not well established. Monitoring and treatment procedures have progressed further than contact tracing protocols. The interagency task force is deficient in leadership with some members focused only on monitoring citizens' movement. The enhanced community quarantine was implemented as a result of extreme incompetence on the part of the officials who failed to keep up with their neighboring countries' protective steps and massively underestimated the virus. Though Singapore, Taiwan, Vietnam, and Hong Kong were among the first to implement travel restrictions and emergency measures, the Philippines was behind. On January 31, a day after the first case of COVID-19 was reported in the Philippines, Duterte issued a travel ban only for passengers coming from Wuhan, China. A few days later, the ban was expanded to the entirety of China with a delay due to a desire not to upset ties with China, according to Department of Health head Francisco Duque. In the meantime, stocks of commodities including face masks have been rapidly depleting. On the day the first case in the Philippines was reported, presidential spokesman Salvador Panalo reiterated that the government would not be providing face masks to marginalized people because they did not have any on hand. However, just a few days ago, government officials were praising the Philippines' kindness in assisting China with a $1.4 million donation of masks that were shipped to Wuhan. The revelation that the agency admitted to giving 34 unnamed elected officials and their families preferential treatment and testing two days later enraged the public even more. Senator Aquilino Coco Pimentel III, the president of Duterte's PDP Laban, Partido Democratico Pilipino Lakas ng Bayan, was one of the legislators who tested positive for COVID-19. Following that, he was chastised for breaking quarantine rules to visit his pregnant wife in the hospital, putting all medical personnel at risk. The incident received no investigation or sanction from the authorities. Why let military officials lead the public health crisis? A healthcare or medical expert, in my opinion, would have been a better fit to resolve and address the crisis we are facing. Remember, voting is an important way to make your voice heard and to participate in the democratic process. Here are the things we need to remember regarding the 2022 elections. First, register to vote. We must all exercise our right to suffrage. Any Filipino citizen who is not yet a registered voter may apply for registration. 
provided that he or she possesses the given qualifications. For information on how to register, you can visit the Commission on Elections office in your municipality or the website comelec.gov.ph. Second, think wisely. We must be rational and critical with our political decisions. Think wisely about whom you will entrust the responsibility to lead your community and nation. Think about the advantages and disadvantages of voting for a certain candidate. Always keep in mind your vision for a better country. Third, inform yourself on the issues. As a citizen, it is your responsibility to be aware of what happens around you. Know the needs and demands of your nation. Carefully discern your views on issues of poverty and economic justice, national security, healthcare, education, and the environment. Fourth, conduct researches about candidates and political parties. An informed voter makes an informed choice. Checking the background of candidates and political parties will widen your perspectives. You must know if they are really fit for the position they are running in. To know more about them, you can also watch presidential, vice-presidential, and senatorial debates. Fifth, cast your vote. This is your chance to stand up for the issues you care about. You have the power to decide on the quality of life you want for yourself and the future generations. Use it. And remember, always choose what's best. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to PH Talks Keeping Up with Finesse. We were able to tackle one of the hottest topics nowadays the 2022 elections. As Filipinos, let us devote ourselves for the Philippines. Let us remain loyal to our country before anyone else. We have suffered enough and it's about time to make a change. The next generation greatly depends on us. Thus, we must always decide wisely. Before we end, we are leaving you with this quote from Jose Marti. The first duty of a man is to think for himself. See you next week. Once again, this is PH Talks, keeping up with Pinas.